Colson, you ready to talk about the uh, epic collapse in the Milwaukee game? Of Could my evening? Of that one. <laughs> yeah. I like that we had to specify. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a super good mood. This will be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Whee! I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. The train is off the track. Who doesn't love the bounce castle? <laughs> Hitler. Just prepare to. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables or Semi Weekly Pacers podcast. Today is December 19th, 2021, and this is episode 557. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and former season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss a one and two week of Pacers basketball. Joining me this show are all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like butter toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Glad to have the whole crew together. Didn't think it was going to happen. So Hashtag full squad. Shake full squad shout out to uh jody i guess question mark <laughs> i don't know shout out uh f- i think and importantly uh joining us from Asheville, north carolina he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles john colson uh what is up pacer nation uh, what is up, Undebeatables? I'm not glad to be here with you this evening. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should be somewhere else, but whatever. Um, shout out to uh, my roommates, Amanda and Angela. We had our Christmas party last night. Uh, more charcuterie than uh, any 12 people could eat. And mm-hmm. uh, more uh, bolognese spaghetti than any 35 people could eat. So um, if, any, if, if Pacer Nation needs some food, just come on by. We've well, got how many some. people were there? Uh, five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we had a great time, though. It was a super blast. So okay. shout out. Super blast. That's nice. And probably going to have a super blast today from Boise, Idaho. Out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? I guess it's time to shout out Christmas, because that's happening before the next show. Yeah. Oh, my. It's crazy. Hmm. Yeah. Happy 2021, yep. guys. Shout out. Yeah. Yep. Wait, isn't it still 2020? Wait, where am I? <laughs> What's going on? What's my name? <laughs> um, before we get into the basketball, we'd like to remind you this show is brought to you by you. Uh, if you head over to patreon.com slash the beatables. 
you can support our show for as little as a dollar per month and uh, some levels of support. We'll get access to our Slack where you can watch me, uh, I don't know, pretty much exclusively get the predictions wrong about the games. Hmm. Um, <laughs> no, it's been good. It's been good. Just keep predicting uh, losses and we'll win. Right, right, right. And that's, I learned my lesson uh, earlier in the week and uh, I'm just predicting losses from here on out because uh, 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 apparently what I apparently what I say reverse matters you know mm-hmm. <sighs> gotta reverse the anyway. reverse curse yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and again that's uh, <laughs> patreon.com <laughs> reverse the reverse curse um, <clears throat> alright three games this week um, the first one Pacers take on the Golden State Warriors at home. They lose this one 100-102. to 102. Um, They were looking good, you know, pretty late into the game, and uh, let that one get away. Sabonis had a good game, though. 30 points, 11 rebounds, and Malcolm Brogdon, 23 points, and Miles Turner getting 10 boards and just 6 points. Uh, four blocks, though, in that game. Curry looked fantastic. Um, He's just really back into form. Um, 26 points and very nearly uh, uh, at least tied the uh, the record for most threes uh, for a career. Yeah, um, one away. But, yep, just one away. But um, we did just enough to lose the game uh, but have him <laughs> break the record later. Uh, next game was Wednesday, December 15th. Pacers took on the what was left of the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. And, um, man, uh, that would be, I mean, Colson, you know, you don't have epic collapse when you see one. Like, was this, this was an epic collapse of, of an evening. Well, we were playing the defending champs, so you don't expect to win unless they only can dress seven guys. Their best player is Drew Holiday, which he's a very good player. Um, and then nobody else, but we just let Drew Holiday do whatever. So it's yeah, not yeah. good. Yeah, not good. Sabonis got a double double, which is nice. <laughs> Sixteen and fourteen. Um, beyond that, uh, nobody really uh, had a standout evening except Miles Turner had five blocks in in a loss. Um, and the last game of the week, which I predicted a loss. You're welcome, Pacers. Uh, Thursday, <laughs> December 16th, Pacers did win this one. Uh, this was 122 to 113. They were largely in control uh, over the evening um, and sort of just extended their, their lead over towards the end of the game and did not, um, you know, did not fall apart. Um, Karis Levert was to stand out this one. He, you know, 31 points um, and really. Uh, really just took over. I think he had like four, 14 and a quarter. Um, he was looking solid. Uh, Justin Holiday back in action, dropping 17. And uh, from from the Detroit side, uh, uh, Sadiq Bay was on fire. He had 28 points. Um, but besides that, man, Detroit's not good. Um, Colson. If you could like summarize into like a, a small form factor, like your feelings about this week, what, what would you think? 
Well, we uh, sort of established last week that there might be a new segment um, called the uh, Haiku Life Champagne of Poems. And I think I'm now going to start writing haikus during the week about how I feel about the games. Um, And so this is my haiku for this week. The basketball gods reward effort, cohesion. We possess neither. Mm. It's not super uplifting. Um, (laughs) Written after... (laughs) written after um written after which demoralizing loss please share yeah it was it was written after the the first demoralizing loss against uh the warriors in which we were um i thought we played a a pretty solid game um i thought we were competitive against a really good team um but down the stretch some stuff went wrong um there was a uh kevin looney flip like i mean he got the offensive rebound and just like chucked it over his head and somehow it went in um, we've got uh, Karis Levert trying to take five dudes off the dribble, and he and he lost the ball at the end of the game. You know, these things were just reminding he just me. Fell down. He just straight up yeah. fell down. Yeah, <laughs> he, he had two guys on the perimeter, and he went around them, and there was two more guys there for him, and then he fell over. And you're like, wait, wait, how did he fall over? That's weird. He's got four guys guarding him. Um, I I just you know for me it was it was one of these things where you play hard all game against a far superior team. I mean, this team has lost, what, five games all season? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you, but you, you can't you can't finish the game because we've talked about this, our fourth quarter issues, but also because, you know, I think, and we'll talk about it, I think this show, or at least the next show, uh, there's some, uh, you know, there's some real issues with our cohesion right now as a team um, and some real issues with our effort. And uh, that's how you lose to... Um, a super shorthanded Bucks team, and that's how you're happy about a victory over Detroit that's only won four games. So, shout out Pacers. Yeah, I mean, I would say that the uh, Golden State win was was perhaps the most moral of all of our moral victories mm-hmm. um, of, of the season. Because we had no other moral victories this week. This is the moral victory of the season. Yeah, we had a moral three quarters against the Bucks. Um, <laughs> three and a half. Three and, three and a quarter. Three and yeah, a quarter. Three and until we let Drew Holiday <laughs> actually play basketball. Uh, I mean, the 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 sad thing about the Golden State game is I could see it coming the entire time. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is great. This is great. And Golden well. State could see it coming, too. That was, like, the, the whole thing. They, were just, they weren't in panic mode. They were like, these guys will not get offensive rebound or not get defensive rebounds down the stretch. We'll grab a few extra possessions. Steph will hit a couple threes. Boom. That's how, uh, that's how we'll do this. That's the old recipe. The thing that I didn't see, uh, coming was, uh, a team, regardless of level of cohesion, uh, giving up a 21 to nothing run in a fourth quarter. Not to, I mean, we've given up a 24 to nothing run earlier this year. That was like, you know, in a third quarter. That's you know, small potatoes. In a fourth quarter, how is it, I, how is it even possible? Like, I don't... I, I mean, don't, I got some film for you. Break, can you break it down for me? Like, what happened? Like, uh, we stopped... I mean, the frustrating thing for me is, you know, you watch that Golden State game and you're like, I don't know why everyone can't do what they do offensively. Like, they just... 
the way that they set screens and move the ball and create mm. open looks for themselves is just so masterful. And you're like, okay, well, we played them the night before, so we'll definitely find some way to get some good looks come crunch time. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no, we had forgotten everything that we'd learned the night before and just went ahead <laughs> Stop playing offense, defense, or special teams for about seven minutes. Or special teams. <laughs> well, you know what I liked about that? I, I felt like we've talked about this the week before, like not using our big men. And I felt like we really did try to pound them down low, uh, the Golden State team, because they're they're undersized. Try to take advantage of that because they play small ball. Um, you'd think we'd be trying to do that the next night. We tried to do it for a while, but like... We just couldn't handle Bobby get- Portis. That's just what I'm saying. You get to, I mean, nobody can. Right? I mean, <laughs> at some point, this guy was on. You got to be able to all the seventy five best seventy five all time, right? At <laughs> some point, you got to be able to hit a basket against Bobby Portis. At some point. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like this is. I mean, we saw this. Ugh, this team. I don't even. Know, I don't even know where to go. Like. <laughs> Like okay, we we have four days off. We don't play until Wednesday uh, when we play Miami or something. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday yeah. when we play Miami. It, is there a trade happening between now and then? Like, can we get something <laughs> to, for to get this fan base excited over Christmas? Like, I mean, we're gonna have to do something to stir the old pot here because what, what what we're trying out there night in and night out just ain't working for us. Congratulations to Demonis Sabonis on his Eastern Conference Player of the Week award. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was cool. That was good news. <laughs> that was cool. That was cool. Him and LeBron James. You gotta split the week, you know? Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know. And I mean, like, it, the, the Detroit win was nice, but it was in no way a convincing win against a paltry Detroit team. Like, I mean, Detroit had a chance. I I thought deep into the fourth quarter that Detroit was going to come back and win this they, game. Yeah, they never, We like, could not do anything to stop Cade Cunningham. Uh, where it started to have a hard time manufacturing looks, as always, because Detroit stepped out their pressure. I mean, we scored 19 points in the fourth quarter. Like, we tried to give that game away. <laughs> which is, Detroit wasn't yeah. good enough to take to, it To, like, from the us. worst team in the league. Yeah. And... Well, but they're confident. Yeah. They know they can beat us. They've done it before, right? And you know, <laughs> right. luckily, they're just defensively. They're just a sieve too. I mean, they're just a bunch of really True. young guys who just have a way to, you know, got a ways to go defensively. Had it not been for that, yeah, we 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 would have choked all over this. So, but we didn't lose. It, so that's hey, good. You know, they're just. Uh, I mean, in fairness, they did live up to expectations. We predicted a one in two week, right? JT, we did for sure. Yeah. I mean, anybody can pick a, a win against uh, Detroit. No, I'm special Except and the... smart and a genius. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And last time we picked a win against Detroit, we lost. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good call. <laughs> Good call. So, okay, so this is – we've been doing this for a long time. We've been fans for a long time. Um, you know, we went through a lot of stretches, especially uh, – when we reinvented the team around Paul George, you know, so sort of after the Eastern Conference Finals teams, um, you know, near the end of Vogel's career and the beginning of Nate Millen's career, um, where this team was always trying to turn a corner, and it was not a fun team to root for. It didn't seem like guys really got along. Um, Paul George was always bitching at the refs. Um, and his teammates. And his teammates, and throwing them under the bus. Um, and it was it was kind of a tough 
couple years there to 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 uh, figure out who we were and who to root for. Um, what's weird for me about this team is that. I'm confident in the coach. This is an old coach that I used to love and root for. I think he's a guy that did a great job in, in, in uh, you know, Dallas, who won a championship there. That team seemed to always overachieve. Um, I like this collection of players. Um, we know clearly something's wrong and something's got to change, and, and, and there's going to be some real turnover here. But I'm just – it's just a – it's a weird season to root for. And I understand why the place isn't filling up because, like, I don't know what what's going on. Um it doesn't seem like locker room turmoil, but like it came out this week that like Demonis Simonis had two rumors that he definitely wanted to leave Indianapolis and then corrected it and said he definitely wanted to stay. Like, I mean, there's a well, lot of stuff going on in our locker room. I right mean, now. last week the GM chucked him under the bus. I'd probably be thinking about trade time too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's just a weird. How do you guys feel about this team? I mean, you just have zero feelings about them because they're just not emotionally affecting you, or what? Like, where are we at? Are we just are we just dead inside now? <laughs> I mean, it no. would be nice to know, you know, what happens behind the scenes. But just like in the years with Paul George, we didn't really. And on some level, we'll never know, right? I mean, we still have questions about the Paul George era and who did what to whom. Uh, you know, we've and where. You know and, and where, where, yep, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you bring up a good point, right? Because, like, what what is the drama that is leading to this lack of cohesion or, like, um, the lack of leadership on this team? Like, the thing that got me most despondent this week was, like, watching Chris Duarte in the Detroit game. He had an okay game. But he just looked like angry the whole time, and like, I I, I know he's a senior citizen as a rookie, but like, <laughs> rookies are supposed to just be like, this is amazing. I'm in the NBA. Like, I'm super excited fun. to be here. Like this, yeah. yeah, exactly. And he he already doesn't have that. He's just like, you know, whatever. We've already crushed his joie de basketball. Yeah, exactly. Like this we is got, just not good. Like he I got know. tossed earlier in the year because you know you had that outburst. At, at the refs, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not rookie shouldn't be there, you know. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I mean, that's the thing. Nobody's really talking about it, and you know, what, whatever the gambit that Pritchard was trying to work last week doesn't seem to have lit any of the right fires or pushed the right buttons to get this team on the same page. Which makes you think that we're a lot closer to blowing things up. Um, you know, Simon walked out back and said, we don't want to do that because that's not what Dunny Walsh did. Well, you know, Pritchard ain't Walsh. So, I don't know. We're going to have to see how this thing plays out. It sounds like some of their, their talks fell through. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can talk about this more on Thursday, though. But that was really interesting to me because, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're Herb Simon and you've done things a certain way, your entire tenure as a Pacers owner, which is like, what, 40 years now, basically? Like, I understand that blowing it up is not an option, but, like, and I'm interested to hear you guys' thoughts on whether or not you would like a a mild reboot or a, you know, a process-esque, you know, just let's let's start this over. Like, because, I mean, we've been on the treadmill for... 
what is it now seven years at least right like when it was we were in the eastern conference finals in 2014 or something like that right or not even the finals the semifinals against the heat or something right so we went to the eastern conference finals twice and semifinals once in that three-year span okay right but that was seven years ago right so yeah seven years ago yeah which is a long time in the and we've been in the first round every year except last year where we didn't make no yeah we didn't i mean we made the plan so you can argue that we made the playoffs i'm not gonna argue that no okay but and we always get swept or or knocked out or whatever yeah so we missed the playoffs twice and uh got swept (laughs) the rest of the times we've not been competitive for well, no, the one in year the was the one year with well, we had um, the most competitive sweep ever. And we had the we most competitive sweep ever. We took Cleveland to seven no, games. And the, Cle- the we took Cleve- the yeah. defending champion Cleveland Cavaliers to seven games, and that was with that was with our very lovable team, the, the mm-hmm. team I think we were most recently behind most, with uh, Victor Oladipo and and Bojan and Corey Joseph and Darren Collison. That so, that they took the defending champs to seven games in the first round. So we'd lead the league in uh, moral victories over the past. Decades, yeah, the closest sweep in history. Yeah, yeah, we've got a lot yeah, of those yeah. things. That's our this, that's our corner, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but let's, yeah, I don't want to. Uh, I think this is a conversation we can save until. Uh, yeah, we Thursday. can table that for Thursday. The, I guess the, and but it makes it hard to discuss anything in the like short term as well. Like, so what does this team do going forward? Like, what is it like? to be a player in this locker room where it's like you just know the axe is going to fall at some point like everybody's just walking on eggshells constantly yeah well they said they said there was an article that came out this week that said the only untouchables are duarte and uh isaiah stewart are two rookies (laughs) and of course malcolm brogdon because he can't be uh, traded so uh basically (laughs) everybody's on the trading block right now so nobody feels good about what's going on do you think that carlisle knew this was a possibility coming into the season or like he was he was like here's here's my thing like i'm i have this idea for how i can make this team work if it doesn't work i am totally cool with the reboot or do you think carlisle sitting at home on COVID protocol reading all these articles and being like what the f did i sign myself up for uh, much more the latter. I mean, I, really? I don't think that okay. any coach goes into a situation and says, yeah, there's a 50% chance that I'm just going to fail at my goal. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. good point. Good you know point. what I mean? I think it's a, well, I think it depends on where you are in your career. You know, some people would just take any opportunity, you know. But sure, Carla doesn't – he has the, the luxury to and, – And I just well, – I don't suspect that that's what Kevin, and Kevin Pritchard was pitching him, Right. Kevin Pritchard was pitching him, we need to get these guys, these guys, to the next level, right? That's what I suspect that sale was. If Kevin Pritchard had sat down with him and be like, see what you can do. If we're not there by the trade deadline, we'll just drop an atom bomb on it. <laughs> like, I don't know if he shows up for that gig. Yeah, no, I, I think, I, I really do believe that uh, Pritchard was like, hey, look, we brought in this this kid last, you know, last year who was going to, make us this super advanced offensive team and this team forgot how to play defense and so all you need to do is come in here and teach us some fundamental defensive stuff and they're going to be successful and carlo was like yeah i could do that we could be a 
you know, a, a playoff team in the East if we just learn how to play defense. I think that's what he came in for. I think he thought we were going to be competitive and, and fighting for a home court advantage just because uh, it's a good group of guys that didn't want to make put effort in on defense. Well, that's not what happened. <laughs> so it seems to me that Pritchard has zero pulse of his own, of the locker room, right? Because even with the Bjorkren situation last year, like you would have had to been convinced that the chemistry amongst the players at least was strong enough to like take on a rookie coach to take on a new coach and like, well, yeah, even take on a rookie coach. But like, I think that was more driven by uh, a frustration with the stasis under Nate McMillan. Right. Like, that's fine. But then, yeah, exactly. But like, if you're going to fire the coach and keep your locker room intact, you must have thought that like, there was some like spark there at least that you could build around. And like what we've seen so far this year is like, that's just not, these guys don't necessarily play for one another. Right. And either he withheld that from Carlisle or um, Carlisle was cool with it this week. At some point I convinced myself that maybe Carlisle is like, um, you know, he's never done this before and maybe it's a fun challenge for him to like build a team from nothing i don't really believe that like there's no way that he wants to do that (laughs) at this point in his life but like i could yeah i was trying to talk myself into that yeah yeah that's i'm not sure i'd do that i mean it's not clear to me that there's much evidence that pritchard has ever had the pulse of a locker room as long as he's been a part of the pacers organization anyway i mean i'm welcome to I'm open to counter arguments here, but it just doesn't seem like a strength that is based on what I've seen under his tenure. We'll save this for Thursday, but I'm real interested on a soft reboot versus a a hard uh, reset. Yeah. Sounds like I usually prefer hard over soft, but we'll see. All right. In the meantime, (laughs) Pacers play basketball this week. The schedule slows down a little bit, so maybe the guys just need – some R and R and has been a grueling stretch of basketball um, since the beginning of the season. For the first time, they get um, I think four consecutive days off or something. Here's just play Tuesday at Miami. That's always a good time. Give guys a bunch of days off and then send them to Miami. <laughs> uh, and then uh, when is that? Thursday, host the Houston Rockets. Nice. And then Sunday, yes, it's always <laughs> good to get some Houston Rockets action. Then Sunday at Chicago, I don't know if that game has been postponed already or is still slated to be played. Do you guys know? Um, so Chicago is going through a bunch of COVID protocols um, and a bunch of their games removed. I do not know. I think um, I, th- I think it's still a go. Still I think it's, on, on, it's still scheduled to be which, on. Which would point. be the day after Christmas? That game? All right. Mm-hmm. Boxing Day. Yep. Boxing Day. Check out our under Googles. <laughs> That's right. Day. We'll link to that. And then probably around December 24th, we'll get news of a Karis LeVert for Harrison Barnes swap. <laughs> Stop hurting my feelings. Also, also I think it's going to take longer than you think. For I think what? this is going to stretch Barnes on for trade? a while. 
Yeah, for theirs. So they just want to keep us in this state of agony for as long yeah, as possible. Yeah, I think it's going to be mid January, late January before we get anything settled here. Fun. Great. Mm. Stretch it out. Stretch it out. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds like. Um, well, I, I I'd like to further this this discussion um, about you know how we're going to be. Yeah, I guess on on the way to do this, because um, it ain't working from what I from what I've seen, and uh, I'm I'm accepting counter arguments. Harper, do you think that what we're doing is working just fine? Is oh yeah, we're just we're nailing it. I mean, if you'd asked me last year if uh, you know a 13 and 18 start was optimized, I'd say, man, you know, that's punching way above our weight class. I will say, not that I think that we're doing okay. I'm not saying that. But when you look at the standings, it's essentially like there's a big gap between the so the Pacers are at the very bottom of the teams that can be competitive. Um, so we're close, you know, we're like essentially tied for the um, you know the play-in area. Like we're close to the the, the cut line. But the thing is, you got to win more games to to, to move up. Um, so, so are you saying we're like the, the like the one in five Colts or something like that that like turns the season around? Is that know. your theory? Yeah. Have I mean, done we're, that? We're two games out of the play-in right now. Right. Yeah, the Colts have done that. Yeah, they're they're okay. they're they're knocking on the door of playoffs now, buddy. Which is why the play-in is a brilliant idea because it right. gets fan bases like us to be like, oh, we're still in this, man. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna so do. You're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt that it's a weird year. I mean, below the cut currently, the Hawks, the Knicks, and the Pacers. I mean, based upon mm-hmm. last year's play, I don't think that that's a lot, something a lot of people predicted. It's weird. Right. right. And how are we looking up at the Cavs? Anyway, i got to end this show before I get all angry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be back with you on Thursday. And uh, until then, we'd like to thank you for listening. And you can... Um, Find us on, on, we're all over the social medias. Uh, we are on Twitter at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form there that uh, will send you a message. Or you can send us a message there. Um, and email. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. And we got a, a merch at the website slash store. For the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Leonard. turn out the lights, a party over. Yeah, that sums it up. Yeah, (laughs) that was my emotions from the week. Yep. Just trying to put it in song. Hey, you, you managed I, to do so. I put it in poem earlier. Now I'm putting it in song. Yeah. Ugh. I just want some wins. Yeah. I want to. I don't want to be. I want to be below the calves. I don't want to be yeah. below. I mean, what else do you? What do you sailed. Yeah. What about the wizards? <laughs> Freaking wizards! Get it. Get down to the lottery. What are they doing? <laughs> Bradley Beal's been bad. They're trying now. Oh, yeah. man. 
Yeah, I mean, we have up three more wins than Houston right now. Ooh, ooh. did you say that out loud? Yeah. <laughs> Hoping we can keep that in the silence. We didn't manifest it if you don't say it out loud. <laughs> Oh, uh, walk, uh, run, don't walk to uh, Spider-Man 3. I heard it was good. I know they're not uh, sponsoring us, but uh, I had a, uh, an incredible time at the theater watching that movie. Did it, was, that, did that, was that because of the movie or? That... <laughs> or my date? No, uh, I, was, I went yeah. by myself. Uh, the place was packed, but I did have a seat next to me uh, open. I think it was the only empty seat in the whole place. So I wasn't worried about the Omicron. Because um, the because the virus only travels within like left a foot right. of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I, um, I left my mask on except when I was drinking my twelve uh, ounce glass of wine. That was oh, fine. Okay. Yeah, a twelve ounce glass of wine. Yeah, they, you can get six or twelve at this at this uh, place. Because and I was like, it's a two and a half hour movie. Sounds fancy. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a two and a half hour movie. Like I, you know. And how long did the 12 ounces of wine last you? It got me through about half the movie, so I feel like that's worth it. And it was did only like your... 20 bucks <laughs> for a half a bottle of wine. Which is probably Yellowtail. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Well, okay. Uh, well, okay. So, so Jason, I'm, I'm actually a pro at this. So what you do is you go right before you go into the theater. You sit down, you find your seat, you put your coat down, you put your you know, massive glass of wine. You watch all the previews. And Uh then when they end the previews, you know, there's about a minute of fluff where they're going to tell you to turn off your phone and stuff. You run, you go to the bathroom, you're back for the opening of the movie. And at the very end of the movie, you, you know that there's going to be post credit scenes, but you have time to run to the bathroom and then come back for the post credit scenes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's really easy to steal your coat, isn't it? (laughs) And my wine. (laughs) But yeah, I've got a system. I've 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 done enough of these Marvel movies. They're they're getting longer and longer, and uh, the older I get, my bladder's getting smaller and smaller, or my prostate's mm-hmm. getting bigger and bigger. I don't know what's going on, or the more wine I drink is like getting that. more and more. I don't know. You should see a doctor. <laughs> I did. He says I'm in great health. I think he's okay. just. Uh, I think. I, maybe I'm just paying him to say that. That's Trump's doctor. That's a what is going flag. on here? <laughs> I know. I was like, don't tell me this. This is not good for me. <laughs> tell me I'm in Just terrible Just keep doing health. what you're doing. You know? <laughs> He's like, you're doing great, buddy. <laughs> yeah. That's what he said mm-hmm. at the end. Goodness. <laughs>